Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here with Brandon and Deanna Emerson from Second Family DFW. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, it's going great. <laughs> I'm doing great. Great. Glad to have you here. I'm excited about our conversation. Tell me a little bit about Second Family and what you do. Sure. So um, we are a home care um, business. So we do non-medical uh, support for customers and clients in their homes. Um, typically, the the niche that we serve are elderly patients. Um, a lot of them are suffering from some sort of cognitive disability, be it Alzheimer's or dementia, things like that. And and this day and age, folks don't want to, uh, they're not in a hurry, I should say, to get into a, a facility. And so more and more um, people are looking to age in place and, and families are wanting um, their loved ones to age in place. So that's really the niche that we serve. Um, again, we do non-medical care. So we assist with some of the standard activities of daily living. Um, we also um, do medication reminders, although we don't administer medication. But our approach to it's really more clinical than, than some other folks are in the same market. It's so interesting. And with the baby boomer generation getting older these days and people our age having parents who are elderly, I'm sure they need a lot of care. Tell me a little bit about how people find you and, and uh, ways that you're growing your business. Well, typically, a lot of our business actually comes from referrals. So if you think about the life journey of a senior citizen, most commonly, they have a fabric of different providers that they're working with. You know, they have a primary care physician, they'll have a cardiologist, a neurologist. A lot of those providers are obviously the ones that initially diagnose the need for services like ours. But probably our best referral partners that we we source a lot of our clients through are people that are in a, a skilled nursing facility. So typically the, the individuals had some sort of an incident, they've had to go to the hospital, uh, maybe they've had a fall or something like that, and they transitioned from the hospital to a rehabilitation um, center. And then they're ready to go back home, but maybe they don't have a loved one there, or maybe their loved one is not quite capable of providing the support that they need. So we get a lot of references or referrals rather from those um, types of places. We also work hand in hand with medical home health, you know, who, who traditionally just go out and treat you know, one specific symptom. Maybe they do wound care for you, or they do some sort of, you know, uh, medication administration, but then they're not going to be able to stay with you all day because they're kind of on to the next patient, right? So we work a lot with um, medical home health and then also hospice, which uh, does a lot of the same stuff that that medical home health just does just in a different context. That makes a lot of sense. And Deanna, what part of the business do you work on? And Brandon, what do you work on? So I'm actually a nurse. Um, I'm a registered RN um, and I am the RN coordinator, I guess. So I'm actually the one meeting with the families and the patients and doing a full assessment medically, um, as well as just their physical, like household assessment to make sure that everything is safe for them to come home. To Brandon's point, when they come back from skilled nursing facilities, um, typically they've been away from their home for weeks, if not months. Um, so it's an adjustment to get them back home and home safely. Um, so my primary goal is to make sure that when they come home, we are working with the family and, and the client 
to ensure that their needs are being met and that they are safe. That's, you know, I, I use that word a lot um, because I think that's really important. Um, and then my other job is, you know, I'm also in charge of the actual caregivers that are providing the care. Um, so when I go meet with the family, um, the family, the client, and myself sit down and we draw up a very detailed care plan of exactly what care they need, what are the detailed steps. I mean, down to, you know, this is their dog, you know, Sally, and Sally, you know, tends to get around their feet and causes issues. Or, I mean, we get it down detailed so that when my caregiver gets there, they know exactly what they're walking into and they can provide that care to that client the best of their abilities. Um, another thing that sets us apart a little bit, I'll throw this out there, is our caregivers um, are primarily licensed CNAs. So in the state of Texas, they don't have to be licensed, um, but we felt it was very important to have licensed caregivers because we wanna take a more clinical approach. Um, so I, I manage that piece as well. So I manage the caregivers and the actual care plans with, with the families. And I'm also the family's point of contact for anything that they need throughout their process. That's great. And it sounds like there's a matching kind of aspect to what you do as well, right? To find the right caregiver for the right family. Tell Absolutely. me a little bit about that process. So we look at, I mean, number one is probably just skill set. Um, so for example, if I've got a client coming home that is, you know, pretty advanced stages of dementia, I'm probably not going to put a brand new or a less experienced CNA on that. I'm going to be looking for someone who has experience working with our dementia clientele um, because you've got to have a specific training to know that they are being taken care of and kept safe and we can redirect them safely. Um, the second thing we look at is personality. Um, so when I'm out with the families, you know, I ask them, you know, personal questions as to, you know, what did, you know, mom or dad do, you know, in their jobs before, you know, what do they enjoy doing? Do they like sitting and doing puzzles or do they like going for walks? Do they like getting out? You know, those kind of things we take into consideration because we have certain caregivers that are great at going, like they want to go to the parks. They want to go for walks. They want to take them to go get ice cream. And I have other caregivers that are like, yeah, I would rather just sit into a puzzle. So we really kind of match them up based on personality, but number one, it's skill set um, and what that client needs. And then we go with personality. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and tell me a little bit about how you're growing the business. You're, you're obviously, uh, you know, growing the business and, and uh, love to hear growth stories. Talk to me a little bit about that. Sure. So, you know, one of the challenges in our, our market is that the barriers to entry to do what we do are pretty low. Um, so um, there are a lot of instances where um, some of our competitors um, aren't even officially licensed with the state. Um, but what we're really doing to try to grow our business is establish our reputation as being more methodical about how we're building this agency. So as Deanna mentioned, we take a very clinical approach um, to how we manage this business. So we're not just a staffing agency who's going to place somebody in their home. Um, and we actually have an RN who comes out and does the assessment in the exact same way you would if you hired a medical home health agency. So we're finding that that's resonating with the market quite a bit as they see that, you know, we are really hands-on approach to how we're managing the clients and that we're a lot closer to medical home health than simply just uh, staffing caregivers. Um, so that's been a, something that's really been valuable to us. I think the second thing that we've done a lot of is we're doing a lot of grassroots marketing and campaigning. 
So we're spending a lot of time with the, the other providers that I mentioned earlier that are in the fabric of, of our clients' lives. So we meet regularly with hospice providers and medical home health providers and just really spending time to learn um, how they operate and how we complement their offerings has really not only allowed us to present a more comprehensive uh, approach to our clients, but also helped us build some credibility with other providers in our market. So that's really been our main key to success is just building relationships with uh, referral partners to help drive our growth. Yeah, it's so interesting. And I, I love the plan of care that you start with and, and creating that roadmap for your clients. Talk to me a little bit about the business side of this. Do clients pay you directly or do they pay through insurance or how's the finance aspect of this handled? Yeah, so unfortunately, it's a great question. It's one that we, we deal with all day long. So unfortunately, um, our types of services aren't typically covered by Medicare and Medicaid. And, and this has uh, actually renewed my uh, inspiration to tell everybody in the world who's not yet at that age to please get a long-term care policy because the truth of the matter is that's the most effective way to pay for these types of services when they're needed is to have a long-term care policy in place. And for our clients that have that, we, we work with them to help file that paperwork to make it as easy as possible for them. And those are typically the ones that are less stressed when it comes to how to pay for our services. There are other avenues that you can get, um, the main one being the Veterans Administration. So there's an aid and attendance benefit that's available to folks who serve during the time of conflict. And then if you happen to go to a regional VA medical center and the doctor there writes orders that you need home care, the VA will also reimburse uh, you for some of the cost of our services as well. Other than that, it's private pay. And I know, in the, especially in this economy, and there's a lot of sensitivity around, you know, a lot of our, our clients who live on a fixed income, um, you know, we're, we're constantly kind of trying to keep our costs low so that we don't price them out of this service. But that probably is one of the biggest challenges we try to work with as we um, onboard new clients is to make sure that, that um, you know, we're, we're providing service in a way that doesn't harm them economically. That makes a lot of sense. And it sounds like there's a lot of education across the board, whether it's financial or just plan of care education that goes with what you do. Talk to me about some of the community work that you do, because I would imagine there's a lot of that uh, upfront education that happens so that people can understand how do I take care of my parents in, in a time of need? So I will say this. So something else that I also do, um, I, you know, I'm in the home health realm as well. So I do PRN as a nurse um, in home health. I found that that's very helpful because I am working with patients that are in the home health, the medical side, and I'm able to educate kind of through that teaching as well, as well as my other nurses in the field. So I think part of our just educating is getting in front of those people that the, the clients are going to trust and go to, because that's usually what happens, you know, um, I mean, that's what happened for us on, you know, not jumping ahead or anything, but, you know, when we started this business, it was because my grandparents um, were in need of services like this. My grandfather had dementia and we watched my family or you know, our families go through like they didn't know where to start. They had no idea. And most people don't. Most people don't even know to think about this um, until they have to think about it. And so we're working really hard just in our community. You know, we've got younger kids um, in the school system. And so everyone we come across, we talk to them about it. We tell them what we do. Um, we've got some great referral partners that, you know, we're educating as well. And so when they're talking 
to, you know, big groups of people or, you know, potential clients, you know, they bring it up too. Cause if they see, for example, hospice, um, you may not need hospice right now and that's great, but you do need some care to stay safe in the home. Um, and I think a lot of people want to stay in their homes as long as possible. So we're really doing a thing through just our community and just, you know, I teach other professionals, so other nurses, what we do. Um, a lot of people don't know what home health nurses do. Um, and so they also don't know what home care does. So I take that time to really teach any opportunity. I mean, honestly, um, you know, wherever we can see a need, we just, we like to just share kind of what we do and educate the community that way. Yeah. One thing I want to piggyback off that a little bit, as you mentioned earlier, you know, it's no secret with the baby boomer generation retiring. Um, one thing that's really helped us is there's been a lot more push from community organizations um, to do things like Dementia Friendly Fort Worth is a great organization that you have to go through a certification process with them to kind of be recognized as a dementia friendly business. And as a result, you know, that kind of helps raise awareness around that issue as well. So not only do we educate folks, but we're really pleased to see the amount of community resources that are now becoming available that we can turn people towards if they have questions around, I just found out my my dad has Parkinson's. What does that mean? You know, and so being able to lean on those organizations that also seem to be struggling with the influx of people um, with cognitive disparagement has also been helpful for us. I love that. And tell me a little bit about what a typical plan of care looks like. Is it every day that there's a caregiver with somebody or is it every other day or what's the what does the plan typically look like? So, you know, I will say it, it varies. Um, client to client, as well as what support system they have in place. Um, so again, you know, when, when I go out and I look at the home and I meet the client and their family, you know, we're looking at what, where are they at cognitively? So for example, someone who is, you know, pretty advanced stages of dementia, in all reality, to be the most safe, they need someone with them 24-7. Now that doesn't mean that it has to be us or my caregivers. It just needs to be somebody of sound mind that can help them not walk out of the house and go down the street or, you know, not hurt themselves because they got up in the middle of the night and fell down the stairs because they forgot where they were. Um, you know, so really, I would say the bulk of our um, clients probably need some form of like 24-7 care. I would say typically where they need us. Um, I mean, there are some people that unfortunately don't have that support network. So our caregivers are there with them 24-7, um, you know, with shifts, we have different caregivers going in there. Um, but I would say on average, you know, it's like 40 hours a week. A lot of their children, for example, need us to be with mom or dad while they're at work um, so that, you know, we're taking care of them and helping them, you know, get changed and up and medications and reminders and showered for the day. We're helping them do those things so that the kids can focus on their lives. And then they can just be, you know, daughter or son to mom and dad. They're not having to be everything to them. So I would say typically um, we are there eight hours Monday through Friday, typically. Um, the other service that we provide that people don't really think about is, you know, for example, caregivers get exhausted. I mean, as a, a spouse to someone with dementia and you're taking care of them 24-7, they're tired. Um, so another service that we provide is we may come in, you know, over the weekend or two or three days a week just to give that caregiver a break to go to the go get their nails done, go get their hair done, to go golf, 
to go do whatever they want to do just to kind of get their own um, mental clarity and safety and, you know, just to feel good about where they are and they can come back refreshed to take care of their loved ones. So that's another, you know, we may only do one or two days and that's just to give them a break. It's really sweet. It's such a heartwarming business that you have. I, I love stories like this and, and the care that you give. It really helps families stay together and, and know that they're covered and they that they're cared after. How do people find you? What's your, what's your URL? How do people get in touch with you who might be listening to this? Yeah, sure. So um, if you want to you know, look for us um, on the internet, it's just second family and that's the 2ndfamily.com. Um, and then you can search for location to find us or you can just go to secondfamily.com slash DFW West is the, the end of the URL there. Um, it's a great website. You can actually see a video of Deanna and I kind of explaining why we got into the business as well as, you know, request information about care. Um, that's the best way to locate us. We're also out on care.com, which is a site that a lot of folks current, uh, commonly use to find resources for care. So that's another great way. Um, you know, we, we, we're, we're working hard to be um, visible through Google searches and things like that as well. Um, so those are the main ways that we attract um, folks that are looking for our services. Wonderful. And I guess my last question here is, what would you like to be celebrating a year from now, either personally or professionally? <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, our, our goal a year from now is really to get to the point where we can look to expand our business into other areas of care. So the next level of care for us is what's called RN delegated care. And that's where we can provide sort of the, there's a gray area between medical home health, as we've discussed, and the home care business that we run um, that involves things like caring for customers who have, um, you know, a colostomy, or maybe they have a catheter or a feeding tube or a, a tracheotomy uh, tube. So that kind of falls in the gap currently between us and the medical home health professionals. And so in the state of Texas, there's actually an additional additional license you can get to where an RN with RN oversight like Deanna, we can provide that other level of care. So we're really headed down that path um, in the next 12 months. I think the second thing that we're excited about is some opportunities to have, uh, you know, firm agreements in place with some of our referral partners so that it's not so confusing for families to try to go find four different kinds of care, right? There's this kind of this modern notion of a hospital at home that I think a lot of uh, folks are ambitious to, to install. And it really comes down to having those seamless agreements between different types of care providers so that you can have sort of a one-stop shop for those families whenever they're in need of services. So hopefully a year from now, we're a little bit more embedded with some of the medical device providers is an example of a place where it's really hard to find folks who need that service. So we really want to be able to offer sort of that seamless front to customers as well as elevate a level of care in the next 12 months. I love that. That is so sweet. Well, thank you so much, Brandon, Deanna. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Brandon and Deanna from Second Family. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you so much. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.